welcome to The Real Church Podcast. Our mission is for you to know the love of Jesus and live out your God-given purpose. Now, join us and listen in to the latest message from Pastor David John Phillips. So, as we learned last week, what does the blood do? Number one, the blood satisfies God. The blood completely and totally satisfies God. Hebrews 9.22, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. But Jesus, one sacrifice, once for all, paid completely for our sin. Hebrews, let's go to Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12. But when this priest had offered for all time, everybody say all time. One sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. And since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his his footstool. Verse 14, for by one sacrifice, he made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Okay, so the blood completely satisfies God. And we learned last week, and and I'm not going to go in depth in it, but if the blood completely satisfies God, then the blood should completely satisfy us as well. Meaning, if God sees us as forgiven... And what right do we have not to forgive ourselves? Let that one hit you. If God sees you as 100% forgiven because his blood was good enough to pay for your past, present, and future sins, then what right do you have to hold your sins against yourself if God doesn't hold it against you? We need to value the blood for what it is really valued. Let me, let me explain, and I've done this before, but I'm going to do it again because I think it needs to happen. I'm a scale, right here. This is a scale. It's, it's calibrated, you see it? Scale. Now, the payment for sin is what? I put sin on this side, what happens? Right? The payment for sin is not your goodness. The payment for sin is not praying a Hail Mary. I'm, I, I, the payment for sin is not reading your Bible. The payment for sin is not going to church. The payment for sin is not being radically generous. The payment for sin is what? So we put our sin on this side, and we can try to be good all we want. We could never be good enough. So now Jesus paid his blood for us. His blood on this side. Jesus stepped in our place. The price that we couldn't pay, he paid in our place. Put his blood on this side. What happens? Does it even out? No. His blood's way more valuable than our sin is terrible. The Bible says it's a credit of righteousness. A credit of right standing with him. How much of a credit? Blessed is the man, Romans 4, 8, whose sin is never counted against him. Never His blood is that good to pay for all of our sin. Let me drive, drive this home. So back to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. It says, when it's talking about the blood, verse 25, 
In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. So when we're, when we're talking about the blood, and I'm starting with the blood because it's easy for us to understand forgiveness. We're going to get to the other in a second. It's easier, easier for us to receive forgiveness. We're going to get to the other in a second. But do this in remembrance of, 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 of him. So as we do this, we're remembering what he did and we're valuing what we, he did. Remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as, we put our, as, we're, as we're taking the blood our, the, the, in communion, it's not really blood. If this is new and you don't know Christianity, don't, don't freak out. We're not going to give you blood, all right? It's, it's, we got grape juice, <laughs> all right? It's, it's, a, it's a representation. But we're remembering, we're remembering that Jesus shed his blood for us and we're remembering the value and, and how he valued it, right? So when I take, the, when I take the, the, the juice, you know, before I take it, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for, for paying the price uh, for my sins. Thank you, God, that because of your blood, I am 100% forgiven. I am 100% in right standing with you right now. Thank you, Jesus, that you paid that kind of price for me so that I can live in you freely. Thank you, Father. This is not just a ritual. This is relationship. And and what would happen if you did that once a week, three to four times a week? What what would happen if you did it at breakfast? Just, right? Just just because you're free and you can. What, What would happen? You're renewing your mind to the reality to focus on what Jesus did for you to pay the price. So you're going to be forgiven conscious and not sin conscious. Man, that is awesome. That is so good. Okay, so, so in 1 Corinthians 11, it says, verse 25, in the same way after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Now question, because it's the new covenant, it's a reminder that we're under the new covenant. If there's a new covenant, then there was an old covenant, right? There's an old covenant and a new covenant. Which one are we under? The new covenant. I'll prove it to you. Romans chapter 7. What was the old covenant? The old covenant was the, the Moses, Mosaic covenant. It was the law and the commandments. And, and here, let me, show, let me prove it to you. Romans 7, verse 4. So, my brothers and sisters, you also died to the law through the body of Christ. Not, not because of yourselves, but through Christ. That you might belong to another, to him who was raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit to God. Verse 6. But now, by dying to what once bound us, we have been released from the law so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit and not in the old way of the written code. What does that mean? The old way of the written code is, is the Mosaic law. It's the Ten Commandments, the 613 um, extra laws that go with that. that is, it's this list of outside laws that show you God's will without empowering you to keep it. So because you can't, because from the inside you're born with a, a, a sin nature, the Tenth Commandment says, uh, says do not desire what someone else has. You ever done that? Every one of you should say yes. Do not covet. That's what, desire what somebody else has, right? So if you're guilty of breaking one, you're guilty of breaking them all, right? 
The, the problem wasn't with the law. The law is perfect and holy. It's amazing. The problem's not with that. The problem was with us. Right? The problem wasn't with that. The problem was us. We broke the covenant. And see, that, that old covenant was, you know, the, the, basically it was God showing us that religion doesn't work. Blessed if you do, cursed if you don't. Blessed if you make it, blessed if you follow all the laws, blessed if you follow all the rules. And, and, and when you don't, and we're destined to not because we were sinners by nature, cursed if you don't. You're doomed to death, and, and it will follow all of your generations after you. And if you read in Deuteronomy and Leviticus and all of the, the curses that follow uh, not following the law, you'll, ex- you'll know why people are living this terrible, depressed, sick, sad life. Because they don't understand freedom yet. Because in many ways, we don't understand freedom yet. So it says, we don't walk in the old way of the written code, but in the new way of the spirit. Second Corinthians chapter three, or first Corinthians, no, second Corinthians, sorry. Second Corinthians chapter three says this, verse six, he has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Come on, that's good. What that means is, what that means is we gave our life to Jesus, right? We believed that his blood made us uh, free and forgave us, but also that he, we were born again from the inside out. So he gave us his spirit inside, a brand new heart that now wants to live for God. And, and, and we, we live by the spirit, not by this outside code. Meaning the spirit in us is empowering us and showing us step by step, moment by moment, how to follow Jesus in the day in and day out. And as we learn to to obey him, we get in his word, we learn his character and his nature. Next thing you know, we're looking more like him and everybody around us sees the change that is happening on the outside because of what happened on the inside. And they're like, man, I want that joy. I want that peace. Okay, I gotta keep going. I gotta keep going. Okay, so... The Old Covenant requires perfection. A relationship with God through the Old Covenant required perfection. Now, here's the thing. A relationship with God through the New Covenant requires perfection, too. You can't have a relationship with God unless you're perfect. Mic drop. No worries, I got good news. Romans chapter, I mean Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14. Check this out. For by one sacrifice he made perfect forever those who are being made holy. But I don't feel perfect. I don't care how you feel. Jesus said, if you've accepted, if you've received him, you've received what he's done for you, you received that you're forgiven, you receive, then when he looks at you, he sees the perfection of Jesus. So you can have relationship with God now. Come on, that's good. That's amazing. Okay. So when I value the blood Man, that's what, that's what I see. When I'm remembering Jesus, see, I'm not just remembering what he did, 
I am, that's important, but that's not the only thing. I'm remembering what his blood means for me in the here and now. It means that I can boldly walk into God's presence knowing that he sees me, that he loves me, that he's proud of me, not based on what I haven't done or based on what I have done, but based on the fact that I've received what his son did for me and he sees the perfection of Jesus and he's calling me forward into relationship with him. It's relationship. Trying to see which one I should do next. Okay, so the body. And if you're wondering what that means, what that means practically about living a free life, go back and listen to our baptism service last week. Go to the podcast, realchurch.us slash listen. It's all in there, okay? Or just Real Church, click on media and listen because um, I have to keep moving. Okay, so that's the blood. When we value the blood, when we take the blood, well, that's what we're remembering. And, and we're, we're taking it wor- um, in a worthy manner, meaning we're attributing the right merit and the right value to what we're remembering for us so that we can experience that in our daily life, experience that kind of relationship. So the body or the bread, what does the bread mean? 1 Corinthians chapter 11 In verse 23, for I received from the Lord what I also passed to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Now, I don't want to devalue the body when I have such a high value of the blood, right? So his body was broken for us. Why? What does that mean for us in the here and now? Because, I mean, I, I want to understand it because I know what it means to walk in right relationship with God. Now I want to experience what the broken body means for me now so that when I take communion, whether that's weekly or a couple times a week or, or, or daily, or, or when I take communion, I want to be remembering what he's spoken so it turns into faith and faith substantiates, faith makes reality his word in my daily life so I can experience the fullness of what he wants for me now. Amen? Okay. So it says, verse 27, so then whenever, uh, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner, meaning not valuing it, what God values it, right, will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat the bread and drink the cup. Examine themselves. Hey, you know, do I see myself as the blood sees that I see, that, 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 I, that he says? He's not saying I'm, I'm, I'm looking for sin, He's already forgiven us. Either either he's forgiven us or he hasn't. Right? Either we're in right standing with God or not. So when I examine myself, I'm examining, hey, when I look down, am I seeing Jesus? Am I seeing the blood of Jesus? Help me to see that. As I take this, I realize that I'm forgiven. Now, watch this. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body, so the Corinthians had the same problem, I think, I just think, that a lot of, uh, uh, church people do as well. They could discern the blood, but not the body. Okay? 
For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ eat and drink judgment on themselves. That is why many among you are weak and sick and a number of you have fallen asleep or died prematurely. What is the judgment? Well, if we don't believe that what Jesus did for us did away with, like made us free from sin, like if, if we don't believe that, we're not gonna walk in that, right? The judgment, when, when Adam and Eve, in the beginning when they sinned, there was two things that happened. There was separation from God for eternity, right? There was, there was, there was the spiritual separation from God, a lack of relationship, right? Because sin does that. But then there was also a bunch of not just spiritual consequences, but there were physical consequences of sin as well, right? So you had sickness enter into the world. You had disease enter into the world. You had weakness enter into the world and pestilence and, and, and all of this stuff that entered in the world because of sin. Physical, physical consequences from a spiritual mistake, right? So there wasn't just spiritual consequences, but there were also physical consequences. Okay. So what does the body mean for us? Isaiah chapter 53. Thank you, Jesus. I love you guys. I really do. You guys are awesome. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4 and 5. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we were healed. Now, we're looking at what the body does. When we remember what Jesus did, we're looking at that, okay? So, number one, pierced for our transgressions. What is a transgression? It's an act that goes against the law, right? We transgressed God's law. There are consequences, both spiritual and physical consequences of that. Jesus took the consequence, the physical, not only the spiritual consequence, but the physical consequence of our transgressions in his body. Iniquity. He was crushed for our iniquity. What is an iniquity? It's an immoral or grossly unfair behavior. We have had some immoral or grossly unfair behaviors in our past, most likely. Jesus, when, when you have an immoral or grossly unfair behavior, for instance, if you sleep around, it's immoral or grossly unfair behavior to your wife, you may get an STD, right? This is real practical. It may happen. There are not only spiritual consequences to sin, there are also physical consequences, right? Jesus was physically crushed for our grossly immoral and unfair behavior so that we could be, he, that was the conditions of the law. You read the curses of the law and, and that is like named out all of the things that would happen to somebody physically when they go against God's law. Jesus took the conditions of the law so that we could be unconditionally loved and blessed when we receive what he did, not only spiritually but physically, discerning the body. 
That's amazing. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. Peace between us and God? Yes, absolutely. We have peace between us and God because of his blood, but because of his body, with the, the consequences of sin, not only, there's also depression, right? A lack of people are just crying out for peace in this world. Jesus said, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus took, I mean, people were spitting at him, shaming him, ripped him naked. He's broken, bloody, and, ble uh, and bleeding. The, the, the king of the universe, humbled to this point. De I mean, I can't imagine the depression when his father turned his back on him and Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The only time where he said, my God. Every other time he said, my father. Jesus was forsaken so that we would never have to be. Jesus was shunned so we wouldn't have to be. Jesus took the crown of thorns, and I just, I just imagine because of, by his stripes we are healed, I imagine that going on his head, it, it, it representing the peace that we can have in our mind. We can have peace in that, like my wife, have peace in every scenario, every circumstance, because Jesus paid the price for our peace his body, discerning his body. And then, by his wounds, we are healed. By his, another version says, by his stripes, we are healed. Discerning his body. When I, when I take the bread, thank you, Jesus, that your body was broken so that I could be made whole in every aspect of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Help me to believe and to receive what you actually did for me so that I'm not, I'm not just believing the spiritual aspects, but I'm believing believe the physical aspects of, as well so I can walk in this total blessing that they would have walked in in the old covenant if they had obeyed all your laws, but they didn't. But thank God that you took the punishment for that so I can walk in the complete blessing of the old covenant here in the new. There's a bread, and this, it's a... This is a representation, like it's the new covenant way of the old covenant Passover. If you've heard of the Passover, they had this bread called matzah. And everything in the Old Testament is a physical representation of what we experience today, right? They had this bread called matzah. Think about it. It's this unleavened bread, which means no yeast, which means uh, uh, spiritually it means no sin, right? So that's what it represented, this unleavened bread, no sin. Uh, it, was, it had to be striped. He took our stripes. It had to be pierced, holes in it, and it had to be burned. What did, what did the burn mean? What was that? Jesus, when he said, my God, my God, he was taking the complete fiery wrath of God in our place. Now, that's amazing. That's what it represents. Thank you, Jesus. So, Ephesians chapter two, by eight, uh, 2 verse 8 says, For it is by grace you have been saved. Through faith, this is not of yourself, it is a gift of God. There's a lot of people that need faith in the blood, faith in the forgiveness so they can have right relationship with God. And when they fall, they fall forward into his arms and keep running forward. But there's also a lot of people that need faith in what he says about not us being spiritually healed, uh, not just us being spiritually healed and whole between him, but also physically as well. Jesus paid the price for that too. 
let me show you. The word saved me, uh, in Greek is the word sozo. For short, it means saved, healed, and delivered. But I didn't want to give you short. I wanted to give you long. So I brought out my Greek lexicon. And, and sozo has two different types of meanings. Number one, to preserve or rescue from natural, everybody say natural, natural dangers and afflictions. Save, keep from harm, persevere, rescue. So this is the first meaning of saved. For instance, saved from death, natural death. Remember it said some people are going to sleep before they should? They're dying before they should? Why? Because they didn't discern his body. They didn't realize what he had paid for. Natural. Number two, to bring out safely from a situation fraught with mortal danger. You ever, you ever thought you should have died in a car wreck? Jesus paid the price for you not to die prematurely that way. Save, naturally, free from disease. Jesus paid the price for all of our sicknesses and diseases. That's amazing. Also to keep, preserve in a good condition. To not deteriorate in every way, but to have wholeness naturally. Now, this is hard for a lot of us to get. Like, we believe in, this, in the in forgiveness of sin, but now we're just getting, hold, hold on, man. Wait a second. What are you saying, Pastor? Are you one of those guys? I'm going to share one testimony with you guys. One testimony. This is my favorite testimony. And then I'm going to go on, and we're going to take communion, and it's going to be awesome. A natural testimony example of what Jesus paid for. Because he told us to heal the sick and cast out all the demons. He told us to. Right? Luke 9, or Matthew 9, sorry. He, told, he commanded the disciples to go and, and heal every disease and cast out demons. And then in Luke chapter 10, he, he told the disciples, Luke recorded it a little differently. He says, go and heal the sick and cast out all demons. So between the two, we can heal all the sick and cast out all the demons. <laughs> but... <laughs> Come on. But then in Matthew 28, he told them to go into all the world, making disciples of all nations, teaching them to do everything that I commanded you. So if he commanded the disciples to do that, then he was commanding us to do it. You see it? That's amazing. So with that, well, Jesus paid the price for it, and he gave us all authority. He just did. This is real. I'm not, I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about show. And, you know, that's, that, no, that's why we named it Real Church because we just want to be genuine. So, uh, uh, testimony. I'll share. Uh, which one? <laughs> I'll share the Indian one. I was in India, and uh, this was about four or five years ago, five, five or six years ago. I was in India, and uh, uh, no, 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 this was, this was three years ago, sorry. Rachel was there with me, uh, the one that was playing the piano, and we went into this village, and in this village, there was about, uh, we went to preach the gospel to, to Hindus, okay? So we have about 180 Hindus, red dots, you know, that are standing there in front of us, and uh, uh, we, we did some worship and stuff, and they got into it, and then I got to preach the gospel, and I asked them to give their life to Jesus. If Hey, would you like to give that? And they all gave their life to Jesus, which is awesome. Now, with Hindus, 
it's like they're, they're adding another God to their list, right? Because they're like, oh, I believe in, believe in Jesus too. I believe in this. And I said, no, no, wait, for most people, that's okay. But for you guys, I literally said that. I said, you have to knock all the other gods off the shelf and just put Jesus as your only Lord and Savior. Are you willing? Do you want to give your life to Jesus? And they all gave their life to Jesus. Okay. That's amazing, yeah. So, then I said, now, how many of you guys have sickness and disease in your body? About 80% of them raised their hand. I said, you know, just a pain or, you know, about 80% of the 180, however much that is, raised their hand. 150 of them, something like that. Okay. So, they, uh, sorry, I got it. You're good, Josh. I just got a little distracted. <laughs> Anyway, so 80 of them raised their hand, and I said, Jesus paid the price not just to forgive you of your sin and put you in right relationship with him, but he also paid the price for you to be healed. Do you believe that? They looked at me, and they, this is how an Indian says yes in India. Yeah. And uh, I said, okay, I'm going to pray for you. So I prayed just from the stage, right? I, I prayed for them. And I just, whatever came to mind, I prayed for ankles and shoulders and, you know, whatever. I just said, God, you know, heal their bodies. And then I asked them this question, because I don't, I'm not a fake it till you make it kind of guy. So I said, look, do not, you know, if, if nothing happened, do not lie and say that something did happen, okay? Because that's not, that's not, this is real, okay? But I want you to test your bodies. And if there was a pain that was there or something that you know was there and now it's gone, I want you to raise your hand. Only one, but one person raised their hand, okay? That's not the best part. I, I had them come up, and I asked them what was wrong. They said there was something in their foot, you know, and they couldn't, couldn't do this or couldn't do that, and then they demonstrated that they could do it, and I was like, wow, that's amazing. I said, now, look, I'm not special because I'm this Western white boy. It was translated into Telugu, which is their language. I said, I'm not special because of that. I'm special because I have Jesus in me. And I'm special because I believe what he said. And here's the crazy part. You just gave your lives to Jesus. You have the same Jesus in you that I have in me. So this that happened, happened because of God, not because of me. It, because of, it happened because he loves us. And you have the same God in you. I said, how many of you guys still have sickness and pain and disease in your body. 80% of them raised their hand. There's only one that was healed. I said, that's awesome, because here's why. I said, now, lay, because you're all Christians, lay your hand on the person beside you that had their hand raised and pray for them to be healed. They looked at me like I was crazy. I said, you just told me you believe that you have the same Jesus in you that I have in me. So you have the same power, the power of the Holy Spirit running through your veins that I have running through mine. Do you believe it? I said, I said, now pray that that person beside you that raised their hand is healed. And they pr prayed real quietly. I said, wait, hold on. I said, you are a son or daughter of the Most High God. Pray with the authority that you have as a son or daughter of the Most High God. It was loud for 30 seconds. They were like, you know, I don't know what they were saying. But <laughs> I said, hey, 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 that's enough. You know, the, some of the apostles just said, be healed in Jesus' name. <laughs> I said, hey, Okay, I want you to test your bodies. If nothing happened, that's okay. Say nothing happened. Test your bodies. How many of you the pain went? How many of you guys were healed? 15 raise your hand. 
I said, it's wonderful. I had three or four come up and share, because testimony encourages, testimony shares uh, what God has done in us and it builds faith in others. I said, how many of you guys still have sickness and pain and disease in your body? 65% raised their hand. I said, do it again. They prayed for each other again. How many of you guys were healed? Another 15 raised their hand. More healed. That's amazing. Why? Because I was discerning the body. I was discerning what he's done. And I knew I was discerning for them what he's done and building their faith, knowing who they are in Christ so they can walk in who Christ says that they are. You know what I told them then? Exactly what Jesus told the disciples. Go back to your villages, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out the demons, proclaim that the kingdom of God is here. I'm not special because I'm some Western white boy. I'm special because I know Jesus and I'm crazy enough to believe him at his word. I rightly discern the body and the blood that I'm forgiven. I don't have to be special to be able to do that. I just have to believe what he says about me and that he paid the price for all of that. That's amazing. Would you guys, um, those of you that, that are uh, supposed to do the communion, Miss Judy, and, and uh, who else is it, baby? Miss Linda, yeah. Those of you that are supposed to pass out communion, the, the cups are right over there. If you would do that. We're gonna pass communion out. Oh, there's some cups over there. Yeah, you can go ahead and just, just pass it out to uh, um, do it just like an offering bucket. That would be wonderful. If you guys will take this, I'm going to explain. Yeah. Here, let me get one. Just pass it out to everybody. Just a little practical. We have a little juice cup if you pull off the top little plastic part, you got a little wafer, a little bread piece right under there. It's kind of convenient. And then you pull off the, the purple. Don't do that yet, but you pull off the purple, you have the, the wine. Now, there's some of you that have never given your life to Jesus in here. I want to give the opportunity for you to give your life to Jesus so that you can rightly discern the blood and the body. Jesus paid the price for your forgiveness. This is just a, to do this in remembrance. We're remembering what Jesus did for us. And he also paid the price for your healing, paid the price for your freedom, paid the price for you to experience life in him. We're doing this in remembrance. And I want to give the opportunity once again for you to receive, this is to receive Jesus, to receive, a, have a relationship with God where you're not, you know, a lot of people, they say, they say, oh, I believe in Jesus. I believe that he, I believe, he, you know, I believe he died and rose again. Well, that's good. Do you have a relationship with him? Don't take it yet. Hebrews chapter 10. Now this is going to be tough, guys, but I'm telling you because I love you. Verse 26 says, If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and raging fire that will consume the enemies of God.
you've received knowledge of the truth today. God's goodness is a free gift. It's a free gift. If I give you this book as a free gift, I give it to you. It's a free, I bought this book. I bought it for you. It's a free gift. I placed it on your doorstep. If you reject it and say, no, I don't want that, you live your life without experiencing the value of that free gift and you'll die separated for that free gift for eternity. The free gift is Jesus paying the price for you, his blood and his body, so you can experience wholeness, fullness, and relationship with God personally. It's Jesus knocking on the door of your heart. And a lot of people say, I believe in him, and they're trying to pray through a door. But they don't even know if he's hearing them, and they can't hear him because they've never let him in. But it's saying, God, Jesus, I know that you're there, and I, and I, I believe that you're there, even demons believe. I believe that you're there the whole time. But you know what? For the first time ever, I'm opening my heart to you and I'm giving you my life. I'm confessing you as my Lord, living for you instead of for me. That's what it means to accept Jesus, to give your life to him, to follow him, surrender. Would you guys just close your eyes, bow your head just for a moment. If something inside of you is going, that's me, I need to know Jesus. I need to give, I need to stop playing church and give my life, have a relationship with him again or for the first time. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Raise it high. I see you. I see you. Anybody else, raise your hand high. Wonderful. Would you look at me? Those of you that raise your hand. Jesus died for you. Shake your head yes if you do. Do you believe that he rose again? Are you ready to confess him as your Lord, to say, I'll give you my life? Wonderful. Let's pray this prayer together. Everybody pray this with him just to support. Jesus, I choose today to follow you. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again. And I give you my life today. This is for everybody, including you guys. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that I'm your son or your daughter. Thank you that you're proud of me. I have given you my life. I forgive myself just as you forgave me. I receive all of the goodness, all of the blessing, all of the life that comes with knowing you. Thanks for listening to The Real Church Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to get to know us, be sure to check us out on social media by searching Real Church Clearwater or visit us online at www.realchurch.us. If you'd like to play a part in what we're doing, you can do so right where you are. Your prayers are powerful and effective. You can also be a part through giving. Go to realchurch.us and click the Give button. Whether you're praying, giving, or serving with Real Church, you are playing a part in every life being changed. Thank you. Until our next podcast, be blessed. We'll see you next time.